Yeah. It's that money boy. Yeah. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. If you are the smartest, toughest person in the room, like I'm saying, you are in the wrong room. You know, that's that, Herschel Walker, Bill Pellicheat, all these guys. You have people in the right room. You got Scott, he, he's in the right room here with us. And we look to uh, finish off the next four weeks uh, on in the total next level. We want to get 70 to 80% each week. Yep. But you have to learn from your mistakes and what, what has changed. Uh, what are your first thoughts today, uh, Scott? I thought we had a great side week, for sure. Oh yeah, I, I think it was uh, was a phenomenal. Seventy percent, yeah, uh, yeah, ninety-four, sixty-nine percent. It's just the NFL is just an ever-evolving product right. right now, and it's changing completely. As you noticed, a lot of quarterbacks are down injured. Kyler Murray out last night, torn ACL. He's probably gone into next year. Um, so, and as we said pre-show. Just because these backups are in, that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna they're gonna fail on offense. So you have to you have to really drill in deep in terms of what these teams are going to do um, with their playbook for the coming weeks. Because Colt McCoy is a starting quarterback, Arizona for the next four weeks. Mike White, you know, uh, even T Huntley for Baltimore is probably going to be out right. next week, which means you're going Anthony Brown. So. Um, you know, the research ever evolves and begins again for, for next week. So, right. And, and this time of year is a fast time of year. Yep. So, uh, we, we got profit, but we want to get that margin way up there. Yes. You, know, you can live in Vegas. The top guys are at 70. Uh, the highest you can get in probability theory is 80%. So, we're going to go over what picks we got wrong because we didn't execute the process mm -hmm. and when what picks are the 20 percent luck factor right right the operation was perfect but the patient died <laughs> right so uh how do you pick totals i gotta go back to the basics and i can tell right now uh Again, the season, you're buying presents, you're closing things down for the year. Yep. It's just a fast time of year, right? We're already on the 13th. Uh, and to make money sports betting during this time of year, the most important thing is organization. Yeah. And having the process. And what I needed to do was think these totals more. And the first part of it is uh, that it is, right, just like that. It is week 14. Last week was week 14. Now we go 15, right? So it's the last quarter of the season. Yep. That means that that's it. You're putting everything you have on offense, maybe an Andy Reid, maybe a Bill Belich, he's crazy enough uh, to have plays in the back pocket for the playoffs, McCarthy. Most teams, 
My name goes to the playoffs. My name didn't want to go to the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Okay. Uh, they cold kitchen, kitchen sink. So historically, once I've said that, now there is a difference, right? There's 17 weeks now. It used to be 16 weeks. So what is that precisely, right? Is it the last five games? Is it the last four games? And as my friend who's in an NFL front office says, every team operates differently. Yes. Is yep. Belichick going five or traditional four that he's been doing the last 30 years? Same thing with, with Carroll. Clean uh, spirit doesn't even, doesn't even have a plan. No, it does not. He doesn't. <laughs> right? He doesn't have a plan. It's he doesn't. O'Connell does. O'Connell's very organized. Yeah. I, I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think Belichick goes fours still. So I, I think he, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, he goes four or five. I think I think at the very beginning of the I, year. I, I, think, I think because last night, last night, it was the same game plans. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't run the ball, play defense. They, he's got no they, – they don't – there's no trickeration in his, his playbook. And it didn't shadow Murray last night. It was wide, that field was wide open, right? Oh, I'm like, yes. oh, this is gonna be an easy over, easy cover, da da da. Yep. Then he goes. Then he goes down. Yep. It, it is a, a simple fact that a core, starting quarterback who takes 100 percent of the reps in practice, right. the backup takes zero percent. And if you don't think that's the case, go back and watch last night's game, and that'll tell you what you need to know. Because Colt McCoy looked like he he did not take a snap all practice, all week. So Kyler is adamant about taking snaps. Him and DeAndre Hopkins were going to be on the same page last night, and we're really going to take the Patriots' defense task, I think. And like you said, that injury that happened, third play, fourth play of the game, basically said to me, "Uh uh-oh, can I change my totals pick now? Because I, I, I had this strange feeling once Colt McCoy entered the game that it was not going to be good for them, and yeah. it certainly wasn't. And it was he was a quarterback, but it was not. He's a good quarterback, but it, it just looked like he did not do anything in practice. So. Right. Uh, it seemed like like he didn't want to be there. Right. Exactly. Like he didn't prepare. You know. I always questioned him when he went out of the national title game. He didn't want to play because he was getting hit too hard by Alabama. Yep. But ever since then, I've, I've always questioned him. He's good for that offense. He knows that offense. All he needed to do last night was take off and run. He just didn't do that. No, he did not. I don't know if he can. And then uh Sorley is better than he is. Yeah. He is. When was the last time Penn State went to the Rose Bowl? Well, McSorley was your QB, and um, Chris Godwin was your receiver. Yeah. McSorley. Put him in the game, man. He, and he can run. Yeah. I think my personal opinion is Kingsbury is battling for his job. And he thinks that Colt McCoy gives him the best chance to win games so he can save his job. But on the other hand, he's owed a lot of money. His contract is huge. Right. So I don't know if he'll get fired because of that. I don't Got know it. if it, Right. It's just like the McDaniels thing in Vegas. He's He's got a lot of money coming to him. That's why these guys are staying because of the money situation. So, well, the cash, remember? Uh, 
when Dennis can't get fired because of cash, and the Bidwell yep. sold five racetracks to the Strata family. You can listen yep. to this podcast and do it again this offseason. Absolutely. Why? Because they need cash. And they're not just going to burn cash with Clingsbury. They'll wait till his contract is over. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, so you can tell the cheap teams. We we all know. Right. Everybody in the podcast knows them. It's the Vikings. It's the Colts. It's the Chargers. It's the Cardinals. It's the Raiders. Those teams, those five teams, probably the five cheapest in the NFL right now. And, and don't the have the money. They don't have the money. And they're yep. doing crazy things. Like overtaxing uh, starters, playing on special teams as well. Yep. Right? Yep. So bad luck or bad pick. Okay, so uh, this is my process for going for doing totals. Right. First thing you look at is that the average. Let me know your thoughts on this, Scott. Sure. The, the average score of an NFL game is forty-five points. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Second thing you do, Jim, listening to Jim is good with this on Saturday, is uh, what what kind of scheme are they going to run for this game? Yeah. Yep. Is it a division game? Right? Or is it not a division game? Right. Uh, Are there coaching grudges? Does the coach want to run up the score on on the other guy? Right? And then we, we talked about it that uh, you and Chad and I believe that turnovers are luck factor. So yes, yep. Yeah, reading league football player, upper division one. His brother plays. You know about ball security and whether that factors and stuff. Now, not anymore. But this one, you kind of knew that uh, Belichick was a little, you know, cool. things were, yeah, he's a little cuckoo up there now as the years go on. Yeah, remember when he installed himself as the running backs coach? Uh, it was still super. It was right, I think, right before all the uh, cheating stuff happened. And Belichick he installed himself as the running backs coach. He fired the running backs coach, and if anyone fumbled, he cut him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it, why? So he's also here's his perfect name for you. Why do you think Ben Jarvis Green Ellis played for the Patriots for so dang long? Because he never fumbled the ball. He never fumbled the ball. That's why. That's why. If you notice, before the last, I'd say, six to ten years, when you fumbled the ball and you were a Belichick running back, you're on the bench the rest of the game. And then you're cut. Unless you're you're Corey Dillon, Antoine Smith, you know, the high-priced guys. Um, or the 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 guys that are you know he brings in, but like I said, Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, um, Gray, the running back with three touchdowns against the Colts that game. Uh, Kevin Falk, Kevin right. Falk, yep. James White, these guys right. never fumbled the football. Right. So they and for years you bet, you bet the Patriots unders. Yep. Right. It, it's coaching philosophy. So, yes, Belichick and Harbaugh are uh, 3.5 yards per play. Three yep. plays equals the first down. The other one is even if they're a high scoring offense, do they want to protect the defense because they don't want snaps out there? Right. 
So that that makes games go under. And then Andy Reid sitting on the ball in the second half. So you got to factor all those things right uh, when you start looking at a total. So so what I do here's what I do here's here's my my uh, go to. So Tuesday nights I'll just do a quick run through of of point per game stats. Look at the each you know look at each the game, uh, whether it be like Kansas City Denver this week. You know I looked at the game. You know Kansas City's going to score. You know, they're going to do everything. And then I start looking at stats. I start looking at uh, yards passing, rushing, uh, passing per play percentage against running play percentage. Right. In division games and out of division games. Right. And that helps get me started into my mentality and my mindset on totals. Not sides, right. totals. So if I see, uh, take the Patriots against the Jets. If I see the Patriots have run the ball 68% of the time against the Jets in the last four games. I'm going to say, and they've had six, I'm going to say they're going to run the ball. If they have Tom Brady, if they had Tom Brady, if this was back right. when Brady was there, I would say they were a passing team because of the mm-hmm. wide receivers they have on the team and right. Brady. Now it's Mac Jones and they're a running team. So I go through a bunch of stats, and but I start off at the base medium, 45. That's my base medium. Right. And then I start going through my sides based on percentages and uh, pace of play is another big thing for me. Each team's pace of play, like the Patriots are 30th in the NFL in pace of play. Right. So they're slow. They yeah. They, they want to play defense the whole game. They want to rest their defense. Exactly. So they want exactly. a slow pace of play. That's yep. why we, we've got a lot of unders. And our overall percentage for the year, we're still above like 61%, right. 52.5% break even, 59% you can live in Vegas. We're above it. But you got to go through this process we're going through. Yep. And then I'll pull up quarterback. Uh, this is the last thing. Then I'll pull up quarterback yeah. and I'll pull up game logs and I'll pull up attempts, right. completions, and percentage. And I'll look like like um, Josh Allen. Right has a higher completion percentage in games out of his division. Not in his division, out of his division. So if Buffalo's playing Kansas City, I'm going to say Josh Allen's going to have a better game because he plays better against non-divisional opponents. And uh, and the last thing I'll bring up is, look, Josh Allen has a very tough time against very good defensive teams. He did last week, too, against the Jets. Jets are a good defensive team. He had a very poor showing. So I'll look at defensive ranks against quarterbacks and I'll see what that is. And that's my process. It's a long process, but it's a process that I want to go through to get this right. And that's that's where that's I go. People, we're growing, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. People like listening to the podcast uh, because it really shows in the results. Yes. Yeah, we put all that effort in. Yeah, 61% through week 14 still have money in your bankroll. Yep. It's quite a feat. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, no doubt. No doubt. And, you and know, people that are listening to us. Have dropped out because every week they were losing and they don't buy. They didn't have the process to filter out faulty thinking and you didn't go through all the process. Yep. So me, if I would have thought it through, I said, okay, last quarter of the season, throwing everything in. 
uh, more often than not, games are going to go over because I pick every single game under. Not on purpose, that's just the way it, it came out. It just happened that way. Yeah, it's the way it came out. It's the way it came out. And they was return to the mean law opposite to go the other way on some of these we'll go through. To be honest, it was a very bad NFL schedule week where the week before was a very good NFL schedule week. And like the Chargers Dolphins, that was way too high of a point total. We both called it on the on the line stream change. Right. On Sunday, Sunday pregame. So um, and you knew it was gonna go under. You just knew it. There's no way right. those teams could go 55. There's no, just no, no was, way. Well, it is because of the philosophy. Yep. Oh. Okay, we gotta save our defense's legs. Okay. Yeah, we can get Tyreek on a quick score, but then our defense is going to, you know, go back on the field and they have a big division game next week. Yep. So that's that game. Uh, Texans under 46 we had. Bad pick or bad luck? I think it's bad luck because the Texans had some fluke plays. Uh, Davis Mills looked totally different, so we got the plus 18. Yep. And really that game – uh, there was a higher probability it was going to see under than over. Uh, all the Houston Texans had to do was run out the clock. They didn't do it. I'm not saying it's fixed or not. It just seemed like it was fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we're not supposed to win this game. <laughs> if we run out the clock, you know, we're going to mess up the apple cart here. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what it yeah. seemed like. Yeah, it is. It's just the way it seemed it was- like. It was bad luck because if you look at it, Houston got some short fields in the game. They got some some where they didn't have to travel a great distance to even kick just a field goal. Davis Mills was good, was was efficient. He wasn't explosive as a quarterback. He was just efficient enough to have Houston stay in that game and almost win it. I mean, it would have been a colossal upset, but we we had it. I mean, 18, too much, too many points. And over key number 17. Yep, and the over-under, it was bad luck because, again, the short field. You cannot predict turnovers. You can't predict turnovers. Ace of play is slow. Yep. Inflamed zone. Yep. So, you know. And what did Dallas do most of the game? They ran the ball. Ran the ball. They don't want to show anything. They have to show anything. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Jags, 41 against the Titans has a side the total again right I picture it came under uh under 45 that was my first clue right there under the error score of the now show again the 45 it's a division game and uh the Titans were not gonna be their normal uh selves after the owner injected instability. And I've seen this movie before, right? And Ray was not asking my advice. But from a business standpoint, from an MBA standpoint, you need to get everything in writing. Because, you know, the lady, she's older, coming in crazy, gives no reason for firing the general. She can fire anybody she wants. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Right, 100%. but she she offered no valid reason for firing the guy. Yep, and 
even less of a reason for the timing of it. Other than I know, right now's a good time to fire people so you don't pay payroll taxes next year. And I almost guarantee you by looking at her face and stuff, that's what it was about. Right. Because, uh, again, Scott and I are old, so we can look at a little thing and it tells us a lot. So that organization is in chaos because A, the timing. Yep. The timing was bad, right? You do it after Christmas, right before your New Year's, the 31st. Yeah. You yeah, don't pay anything, whatever. Well, she's going on vacation now. That's why she's like, okay, let me let me do all this before I leave, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. So the timing was way off. Gives no explanation why. We know why. So the players are, oh, where, where am I going to be playing next year? Right. Then there's another part of it too with the totals. What coaches are interviewing where? Right, four Rams yeah. assistants already got college jobs. <laughs> so their wives are moving. It's chaos all around. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. City, looking for a new house or whatever. That makes games go over because they only have half a game plan, like Shanahan in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, plus, Jacksonville got crushed by Detroit the right. game before. So you, you kind of knew Trevor Lawrence was injured. If he played, he was going to be successful Sunday. He played. Yeah. Yep. You know. yep. He played, played very well. Again, got crushed by Detroit in Detroit, embarrassed to say the least. He's going to come back and that team's going to come back with, with a renewed focus. Okay. If they beat Tennessee, they know they're, they're in the division. They're two games out now. Two games out. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. So they're in the division. They know if they beat them, they have a shot at catching them. Tennessee is just like sputtering here down the stretch. I don't know what's going on with them. But. The thing, right? Once they fired the general manager, yep. it was like um, when Reagan got shot where Alexander Haig came in and said, oh, I'm in charge. No, you're not in charge. The, the president in charge is yeah. the political Congress, the Speaker yeah. of the House. Right, <laughs> the vice president was nowhere. Reagan was shot, uh, so Bravel doesn't even know how to bring a guy in, how to cut him. He yep. brings in some kid, and they were talking on the field. And Bravel's a private guy, and Bravel was so confused. He was with this young guy talking, where reporters could hear him. Let's see what's going on. Remember when we talked? We talk about draft night, about philosophy, right. and all and all this, all this problem with Vrabel, the general manager and the owner, started on draft night when the GM traded their best receiver to Philadelphia. Right. This was going to happen. This was going to happen, and it went back to the AJ Brown trade, and then the GM get fired. She's going on vacation. She won't. She she's probably told Vrabel, "Don't call me. I'm on vacation. No, no. I don't want you to. I don't want to hear from you. No. You you can run the team with the interim general manager the best way you guys know how. And if you make yeah, the playoffs, the general manager, he he, yeah. he kept his place. Yep. And yeah. he's he's consulting with Vrabel. Yep. So so they the owners probably said, "You make the playoffs. You make the playoffs. You don't. You don't." 
I don't think they want to make the playoffs. Right, because they don't want to travel on the road and pay costs. That's the whole thing. Because you lose money, right? Yep. And and it's a skeleton crew. They only bring, bring, uh, you know, 50 players because it makes them – maximum 50 players bring in 50. Uh, The hotel costs, the food, all this stuff. Yep. So all this – all this stuff went into that game Sunday. Right. And Jacksonville played really well. And I should have seen this coming from Jacksonville on this game because they got, again, they got blown out against Detroit. So it's a bad pick on my part. It's a bad pick. 41. Yeah. It's a bad pick on my part, too. Yeah. You have to feel this, have to feel the embarrassment. Yeah. So you learn. So next week, we bring this knowledge, our tool belt to see what's going on. Now, we have the advantage that I think everybody showed their cards what they can do. Nobody has anything in their back pocket. 80% exactly. of the league has nothing in their back pocket yet. The only ones that do are like Belichick, Carroll, Andy Reid, yep. Obama, people like that. Yep. But your Dan Campbell's, they've shown everything. Vrabel right. has shown everything throughout the year. There's nothing more for him to show. He's shown it all because right. based on the personnel he has. So. But exactly. Uh, the Lions. Uh, bad pick with the under 52, in my opinion. Uh, again, similar, a division game. Yep. We got extra plays for each other, and it went over. Uh, so I should have picked that. We got the lines again, right? In the side, it was no problem with that. It went over one play that went, I think they tried their hardest to get this game under. But uh, since this is a division game that counts for two, you have to get crazy at the end. That's what made it over. Should have known that. That's that's a bad pick. So those are two bad picks so far. Yep, agreed. I mean, it's total bad pick. You gotta you gotta be. You know, you have to look at the situation. You knew Detroit, Minnesota were not gonna. You know, we're gonna score a lot in that situation. And um, you just gotta you gotta be better picking games like this. Yeah. Uh, explain to me this game here. Uh, Giants. Even though the Giants are depleted, hurt, they what they do is they wait till there's like four seconds left on the, in the, on the clock. Uh, snap the ball. They keep the ball in the middle of the field. Uh, they they run the ball a lot. They do plus one with the quarterback. Plus one means that. There are more, more uh, blockers than attackers, so your quarterback is plus one out, out there. But it's like a square peg in a round hole. Uh, and I think he's hurt because I saw Tyron Taylor in there. Uh, another guy who's going to get hurt, Daniel Jones, trying to run the ball all the time. You can't do that. His body's not meant for that. Uh, but but – uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, uh, he's fine, but everybody else is in there. Injured Fields is injured. Uh, Lamar Jackson is injured. Yes. Frank Lance was injured first game of the season. Yep. yep. <laughs> so, running quarterback is a hazardous uh, thing to do. And the Giants uh, are illegally under the salary cap. Yeah. So th- this shows you the corruption because 
If Goodell doesn't do anything, DeMarie Smith from the union is supposed to sue Goodell. But he's not doing it. Right. Because he, right? he's in on it. He's getting paid like Gene Upshaw paid Gandalf for years. Yeah, you knew that the Giants were going to break down. I didn't think it would be a division game at home. What what do you think? I was wrong, though. I was completely wrong. So, the the one smart thing Philadelphia has done now is Hertz has not run, has the last two games has not run as much as he was. That's number one. So, they've, they've curtailed that. Number two, is Saquon had a neck injury? He he wasn't himself. That's number no. one. You got to put this all on. Da- yeah, you got to put this all on Daniel Jones, which he's not equipped to handle this. Number two, no. number three is Philadelphia can beat you any way possible. Now they are now starting to play. Remember at the beginning of the year they were sitting on the ball in the second half and just running the clock right. out. Now right. they're not doing that. Now the coaching staff has said. Okay, Jalen, you go be aggressive. You you put the pedal to the metal and you go. And that's why Philadelphia now is any game that they play is an over game for them. Right, so right. it doesn't matter what the other team does. Philly's going to score 30 points. So all the other team has to do is basically get 17. And they'll do it. So this is a bad pick. Guy. Yeah, he's another Andy Reid guy. He reminds yeah. me of Kevin O'Connell. He has all the, all the bases covered. Right. And I guess this is the last season of the season. This is his whole regular season package. They'll probably have another one for the for the playoffs. Right. So and now and now the game we just talked about, Detroit, Minnesota, what the Minnesota loss to Detroit does for Philadelphia is it gives them a cushion for the number one seed now. So you're gonna you might see them become more conservative as the season goes on here. Because once they think they've won a game, they're just gonna run the ball like crazy. Right. So you got. I'm gonna have to go back tonight, tomorrow morning, and research exactly Philadelphia against their opponent and what they're gonna do, home or away. But I, I think that Philadelphia is probably gonna win the rest of their games. I think they're gonna be favored in every game. But they got well, Dallas yeah. coming up, so that's another game. That we'll and then uh, Harry Roseman building depth, right? Because you notice how we saw uh, Indianapolis. Down to here, they had 100%, right? Yep. They only had one guy play 100% of the snaps, which apps. And you pay 42% on special teams. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would but either. everybody else, this guy, right? 86% of the snaps, only one on special teams. One, two guys paid special teams at all. Four, five, six guys. Yep. You didn't pay special teams at all. Yeah. What 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 they are now doing is I I certainly believe what the Eagles are doing now is they're all, almost a hundred percent sure they got the number one seed pretty much wrapped up. Right. So now what they're going to do is they're going to play a lot of guys in situations where they have the game in hand. So you won't see AJ Brown go off that much anymore. You won't see Devonta Smith. You won't see these guys go off because simple fact that they uh, they don't need to. They don't need to, and they won't. No. So I think Philadelphia might might become a borderline under team, you know, based the on situation. that. That's why research is important. Yeah. And where the numbers at, it's important. Right. Exactly. 
So on that one, I I don't know. I it's bad luck because you didn't hear about the Giants all the Giants injuries until Sunday morning, basically. Right. And it wasn't and it wasn't well publicized. So it's bad and luck. Even if, you get, even if you are hurt, running a screenplay, uh, run blocking is easy, and that thing uh, it runs clock. So there was a lot of turnover. You know what I mean? You, yeah. With bad players, you can't. Okay, these guys can't pass block. We do pass it. It's gonna be like Brady, right? Three right. steps, swing pass, whatever. So we'll call that one bad luck. Yep. Seattle in Carolina. That was bad pick. That was bad pick. If you live in the past, you're dying in the past. I was thinking of, you know, Legion of Boom yep. days. Got Carolina in here, shaky team, but Sam Darnold is, uh, you know, get, making money, right? He's getting himself right. a job. <laughs> yeah. You know the, what I mean? The one NFL team, okay, and, and I thought about this last week, and, and I, I did not execute it with this pick, and I should have. Right. The one NFL team I could see falling off a cliff is the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And why? Because Geno Smith has played out of his mind all season long, usually guys are going to regress back to the way they played at some point in the season. Right, exactly. He is starting to regress back to Geno Smith, which which you say, which people will say, well, how can you say that? They still have a winning record and stuff like that. He threw three touchdowns, two interceptions. He's not taking care of the ball. He's not making smart decisions with the ball. He did not have a running game in this game. So all fell on Geno Smith. If you ask a Geno Smith to carry a team, the answer is no. He's not going to be able to do it. So I should have. He never has carried a team. He never has. The West Virginia, he had a really, really good supporting cast. So I should have seen this coming and picked Carolina, even though I was not high on Carolina going into the game. I still should have said Seattle's starting to slide here a little bit. Um, there are two games out of the division now. San Francisco and them play if they if they beat Seattle, San Francisco beat right, Seattle. Right. Seattle's Seattle's out of the playoff picture right now. They they've slid all the way out of the playoff picture. So they're in real danger here. They, you know, they're sliding, they're going down, and they're they're really going down a lot. And Pete Carroll's not gonna be able to make the adjustments necessary, I think, to to bring them back up again. So yeah, because you know, he's been doing it forever. Yes, getting the offseason and coming up with a plan. I don't know how good he is now uh, turning the ship around. Right. Because it's a big ship. He's got to go in one direction. Okay, no, you have to turn. Cyber iceberg there. Exactly. No, nobody can tell him anything because he is the vice president. He's the general manager. He's a capologist. He's the director of scouting. Defensive and offensive coordinator. <laughs> right. 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 And secondary coach, because that's, that's a specialty. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be interesting this week. It's a pre, you know, the game plan is going to be against a fourth string guy. And he's been planning against him all summer. So all bets are off as far as that. But that was a bad pick. Carolina uh, was definitely going to cover, let's say, four points. And it was definitely going to go over because this is not Legion of Doom. There's some new people that I don't even know their names. All right, they're big superstars out for the year. Yep. 
Right. Plus, Carolina would now has control of that division. If they win out, they win the division. <laughs> as strange as that says, they're not going to win out, I don't think. I think they'll lose a game here eventually. But um, Carolina's got a lot to play for, you know, and right. that, you know, so it's a bad pick. They have more to play for than Seattle, I think. So, so that we have bad picks. Five, yeah. five bad picks. We knew what to do, but didn't do it, didn't execute. Right. Miami minus three. I don't feel bad about that at all. Nope. We had the under 55. Uh, Miami, uh, McDaniel should have thrown more things at the Chargers because this is a good opportunity for them to win. Right. Tua, Tua, I watched that game Sunday night. Tua looked terrible, number one. Okay. Yeah. He, he looked awful. He looked like he was very skitterish in the pocket. That's number one. Number two, Tyreek was in and out of the game. He was injured. He has an he has an ankle problem. I don't know where he got it. I don't know what happened, but he he, he was in and out of the game. And they didn't throw the waddle at all no. until the fourth quarter at all. So their game plan was strange to begin with because I've been saying they should run the ball early and then pass the ball because right. the Chargers run defense is historically awful, and, and anybody can see that. So – they didn't execute the game plan. They didn't play well. They, I think they just walked in the game and said, you know what? We're going to do what we got to do, which is throw the ball. And, and it failed. And the Chargers took full advantage of it, and I give them full credit for it. Justin Herbert looked really good Sunday night. Really good. So, um, it was. I don't feel bad at all about the pick. I think Miami had some injuries. I think had those guys been healthy, I think Miami wins the game. I, I really do. Well, I so. think too if they would have executed and uh, they could have done what they wanted because uh, yeah. the line is hurt. So they could have ran it. They could have thrown it a water more against uh, one of the worst uh, defensive backfields in football. I have, I have no idea what they were doing. Zero idea. I, it, it looked like Mike McDaniel was scared to play that game or was for some something. He was he was just nervous to play in that game. Well, look at him. Look at him. Next time you look at him, notice how dehydrated he looks. He's yeah, red. I agree. Yeah, it's a cheap team, and he is the head coach, offensive coordinator. And you look, look at him. He's quarterbacks coach, and sometimes I see him out there being receivers coach too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just too many jobs for that kid. The the one thing that I saw early in the year with him, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of motivation. Now I just see a coach that's like, oh, we made a good play. Good job. Oh, oh, we did this. Great job. He's not fist pumping anymore. He's not. He's tired right now. He's tired. And that shows with the with the enthusiasm and the energy of the team on the field. There was no energy Sunday night. It was none. And, and that was missing. And yeah, it's, the people they work for, that's why the organization is so important. Exactly. exactly. The people they, they work for. Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, uh, the Patriots, where you go in there, there's a whole cafeteria, there's cookies out. And all this. They have nothing. They got to bring in their own water in yeah. Miami. Yep. Yep. Agreed. You know I mean? Agreed. So now they're going to the Jets. It's going to be a good game there. I'm going to enjoy watching that. We have the other 55. Don't feel bad about the Miami, but we have five picks. We got wrong. We should be going right going into – uh, Monday night, 
to home dog in their football. Uh, Murray shouldn't have been out there. I think he should have known he should have been out there. I'm going to check his contract, see if he gets extra money for starting the game. Like for Fitzpatrick last year, who was hurt and started the game to get that bonus. Yep. Uh, very fishy. Uh, McCoy wasn't prepared. Not uh, at all. Not at all. And, and really all the, you know, Woody Allen said that 80% of success is showing up. That's all the Patriots said will show up and let uh, the Cardinals lose their starting quarterback. Uh, Belichick does not account for the quarterback. No, Murray had open field whole game long. And McCoy did too. But McCoy refused to take off because I guess he's hurt. Then let the backup in game win there. Right. Why are you, so, you know, so greedy. Say, I'm hurt. I can't move around. Let's get a backup who can, you know, take advantage of Belichick wanting to play a single high safety and have the whole middle of the field wide open. Just run in there. Yeah, so I, I personally think Belichick was licking his chops in this game because he knew he had the co- coaching um, mismatch. Right, in right. this game, number one. Number two, you can't ever account for two things in the NFL, injuries and turnovers. Right. Once Kylo went down, I was tempted to, 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 to tweet you and say, hey, can I change my pick? I don't even know the game. Right, right, right. In New England. Yeah. right. So to me, it just came down to the fact that Kyla took 100% of the snaps in practice. Colt McCoy took none, number one. Number two, the Cardinals were very ill-prepared to play that game Monday night, last night. Belichick saw that, knew that, and don't forget, the players were, were, were popping off after the game against Buffalo. The game plan stinks. We have no imagination. We have nothing. And Belichick, old Belichick would have cut those guys, gone. Goodbye. See you later. You're done. Right. He came out in the press conference the next day and basically joined those players and saying, we have no imagination. I'm very disappointed in, in Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator. But he's not Matt an offensive coordinator. He doesn't even have a title. He's never been an offensive coordinator. Shocker. But when he needs to scapegoat somebody, he has a title. He is the offensive coordinator. His fourth son there. Yes. So, to me, it came down to the Patriots ran the ball. They didn't need imagination last night because Arizona had nothing in their tank. Nothing. Because they all want Kingsbury. They did so well, but the problem was they missed the field goal. Yep. Yep. Now, they hit that field goal. We get our over there. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. It. You know, Arizona left so much on the field the uh, last night that we could have hit the over any time. I don't feel bad about any of it, to be honest. No, I don't feel bad about that game at all last night. because if starting quarterback gets hurt first year. Because guess what? If Kyle Murray's playing that whole game, it ends up 34-27 is the final. And, And 61 points. That's the over. So... New England. The, the only thing I can nitpick myself at, and it's this book called uh, The Four Agreements, and one of them is do not make assumptions. Yeah. Uh, you assume something, makes an ass out of you and me. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I assumed that since Kyler Murray was starting the game, that he had evaluated his own leg correctly. Did not. He had been hurt and all this and that. So him, the medical team, and everybody, I assumed that that was wrong. Do you do you know what the what everybody was saying going into the game? He's off the bye week. He's totally healthy, hundred percent healthy. He's ready to go. He's gonna watch Kyler go. Watch him run. Watch him do this. Watch him do that. He was not healthy. All no, he did no. was make one small cut, and his knee exploded. He's right. now he's done until middle of next year, probably. Right. So to NFL, me. NFL's only one-year contracts. Who even knows yep. uh, if he'll ever play for the Cardinals again? To me, the message to Kyle is very simple. You're injured. Don't be selfish. Don't go out there and play. Let Colt McCoy start the game. Let him get some practice reps. Simple as that. Let your backup get practice reps. Because guess what? You got injured last night. He went in the game, and everything went to, went to junk for them. So – I don't like it when players do this stuff. Just like we were talking about Josh Allen. Stop running into traffic. Stop running into contact. Stop running. Stop running. Throw the ball, please. You got receivers. Use them. I mean, it's just same thing with Kyla. Yeah, you know? he, he did not he did not need to uh to beat the Jets. He did not need to this craziness. For people watching the live stream, they can see this. Here's my question to you as we watch this, okay? Yeah. To you. Do you yeah. think Kyla still holds that contract clause against the Cardinals? Remember that contract clause? We has to study for four hours every week. Oh, yeah. That they took out. I think he holds that against them. And I think that resonated last night. Look, Brandon Cook's this whole thing about disrespect. You know, you and I grew up in a different era right yep we grew up in an era where you you earned respect absolutely absolutely you did your best part to earn respect and if somebody doesn't give you respect it's because you're not communicating with them correctly it's absolutely you do have to communicate clearly or firmly so they do respect you absolutely <laughs> but it's something you earn right yeah oh, they disrespected me well gotta communicate better yep All right so Right, so you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and you have one, two, three jets. So that's your plus one, right? Yes. More running than blockers, but what we're saying is, since he's so valuable to them, well, and the jets aren't valuable, they're not that good, throw it instead of putting your body in jeopardy and all uh, Bill's Mafia would be very, very depressed. Okay. Uh, now, you have plenty of chances to run to the sideline out of bounds. And what do you do? You go look for a defender to, to leap over. Rick, come Man. on. Really, Josh? You you really? Look at, look at this. He That's could. Necessary. He in, could. In the, in the rain, in the cold. Yep. He could fall on his head. Man. He could fall on his elbow and his shoulder that, that's hurt. He, right. Look at him. He's like uh, helicoptered. Well, look at that, right? Um, let's say, you know, we're not saying he's going to get hurt. Right. What I'm saying is 
that during that playoff game where it's going to be a more valuable game. Yep. He's going to be banged up. Right. Right. He, you, you have to understand something. If you're, you, you're the most valuable player on that team. No question about it. Josh Allen's the most valuable player on the Bills. Okay. If you get hurt, where's your team? Where's your team at? Keith Keenum's a good backup. Okay. I have no problem with him, but he's not Josh Allen. And it's the same thing with Lamar. It's the same thing with Justin Fields. It's the same thing with Trey Lance. These guys run, they get hurt, they miss time. If I'm starting a franchise, I'm not starting with a running quarterback because I'm afraid they're going to get hurt. Because if, even if a coaching staff says, Josh, don't run the football. He's going to say, Shh, who are you? I'm, I'm running the football. I don't care. <laughs> That's what he's saying. Shh, who are you? Right. And, and, and we haven't seen it yet. I mean, the last one was really uh, Tom McNair, who developed to a really good uh, drop-back quarterback. Yep. So did Randy Cunningham. Yeah. Uh, I don't think uh, what's-his-face really ever did. He was always still a thrower at McNabb. But Rennie Cunningham, Warren Moon, uh, uh, the guy at, at Tennessee that I mentioned, Steve, Steve, McNair, Steve McNair, yep. They all turned into really good drop-back quarterbacks. Uh, and, and that's what you have to do. And you know what? Maybe after this year, the, the Bills coaching staff says to Josh Allen, look, Josh. You can't run anymore. We need you on the field. You keep taking hits like this. You're going to be off. The field. You're going to get concussion, whatever. Lamar Jackson's not a good thrower of the football. We've said that time and time again on this. But not a good thrower of the football. Jalen Hurts, not a good thrower of the football. Really, if you really look at it. Yeah, he throws with 380 yards, but that's against Tennessee, who's not good. So, yeah, I'm going to be curious about the Philadelphia playoff lines. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think they're going to be ballooned. He's going to have to be able to show that he can uh, make plays from the pocket without taking off and running. Yep. I agree. So the record we should have had, instead of 14 and 12, which is still good, is profit. Whenever you get profit, Christmas season, with all craziness going on, you're doing good. But we should have been 19... And seven. Yeah. If you look at it, our early slate going into four, going into the one o'clock your time, four o'clock my time, we were we were bordering on seventy percent. But so the late the late games really really got us this week. And that's your seventy three percent. You want our goal? Well, yep. Yep. I mean, we listen. We we could get in the seventy percent range every week. There's no question about it. Right. No question about it. But we were really good in the sides. We have to carry the tolls with us into the sides. Right. And that, and that's going to be key for us this week, especially. We're all yeah, four of us should be back together again. So, yeah. Be able to. Uh... I, I think our flow is much better when we're all on this together. Oh, yeah. Totally. Just for some reason. I, I think it is. I think when one of us is missing, even though the picks ended up being. The, Kind of the same, right? I think there's there's probably one or two picks that somebody here talks somebody else out of changing into changing their pick. So, right. 
and that and that's really important. That's the collaboration you always talk about with all of us. So yeah, because we always do our research, and then somebody has a, a different nugget they got from somewhere else. Yep. Or from their experience or whatever that makes sense, and you're like, okay. Yep. That's that could be right or wrong, but this this seems to be close to the truth. Right. We can predict the outcome. Yeah, or you know, I'm sitting there and Chad Chad goes first, and all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? He's got a really good point. Like that Pittsburgh Monday night game against Indianapolis. Exactly. Every point he laid out was it was spot on. Spot on. Yeah. And and, and, the, and we're actionable, and it <clears throat> explained differentiation. Yeah. Uh, information that's going to make a difference in the outcome of the game and then the outcome of us catching right. a ticket. Right, exactly, exactly. So I look forward to us getting back together, all four of us on tomorrow night. So I think tomorrow it'll, night it'll we'll work be out ready really to well. go. Yep. And then uh, Dylan's going to be working on the bowl. Game's first batch will be the next day. Yep. And then bowl, bowl season starts. Yep, I've uh, already almost concluded my research on the bowl game, so. Okay. Um, I'll make sure to have everything on, on the spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, man, we give you more information here on the podcast, which is the how-to. The last one is how to bet bowl games. Five minutes, but I give you the, each point. Mm-hmm. It makes a donation. Uh, you don't have to pay Action Sports $1,000. We give you better information for free. Not for free because there's nothing for free, but the time because time is money. The time you've invested right. listening to what we have to say, and it's not uh, philanthropy or religion, it's business. You give one, you get 10 back. Collaborate with Chinese, the Russians don't think we can do, but we're kind of showing that we can on the show in order to have a, uh, a specific purpose and a consistent, scalable, consistent outcome. So what uh, William Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SPC Podcast Network. That's why this one don't cost $800, and that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'm just shitting the work. That's why I'm wearing boots and shoes, and I roll my butt, and I get a limousine stuck out there, a mile long.